My name is Sinead Murphy and I'm the Community Branch Manager of AIB in Dunleary. Uh, my name is Deirdre Moore and I am Head of Business Banking at Branch Networks for the Dublin South areas. Welcome everyone to Chamber Chats, the new podcast from the Dunleary Ratdown Chamber. In this podcast, we chat to members of the Chamber about their business and the impact that they have had on the Dunleary Ratdown region. We chat about the positive and negatives of running a business in the current climate and the support they receive from being part of the Dunleary Ratdown community. As always, I'm your host Rob Fitzhugh from FilmSmart Pro. This week we chat to Sinead Murphy and Deirdre Moore from AIB Dunleary. In this episode, we chat about banking during the pandemic, the push to online banking, and how it has affected their customers. Things have definitely been fast-tracked and changed um, during this whole this whole crisis, but um, we luckily we have had we've had to fast-track our already award-winning digital platform. Um, and that allows all our digitally minded people to conduct all their banking needs in a secure and digital manner. For example, when all this crisis happened, um, all, all the loan breaks, the credit guarantee schemes, um, everything like that has been done online, making it really easy for the customer in a digital environment Um like we introduced the health and safety measures for customers and staff with with well-being but our mortgages itself we've started to do well webcoms so all digitally instead of physically going into customers um in, into companies and doing presentations mortgages now can be done through skype or the phone through the digital channels and customers can upload a lot of doc- documents themselves and just run with a lot of banking themselves digitally but the feedback also has been really positive from from customers and we know this because AIB do surveys on real life um, situations there isn't anything fake in the surveys it's how was the journey how did it go for you and all the surveys that are coming back on the digital end are nearly top marks all the time for its smoothness and efficiency so people are having to to um have really got digitally focused themselves. But like on top of that, the branch network is always there at all times. If people wish to come into the branch network and do things manually, it is there for them. But it's phenomenal the amount of transactions that are now done online and digitally. And it definitely is the way, and we've brought in so much more products and things that you can actually do. You can actually open up an account now. Accounts can be opening up digitally. You can change your address digitally. All these things that weren't there before are, are there as another option for customers. Uh, it's Yeah, it's funny because I would have always associated, and I suppose many people do, especially when you're a banquet in the community, you, you always associate this kind of idea that banking mm. is a very personal thing. You go down, you shake your bank manager's hand, you know, you get face to face, especially when you're going in, you're talking about your finances. So I would imagine this switch to kind of online banking was um, was a bit of a, a, a shock for people. In regards to the consumer side of it, do you find... Um, I know the branches are still open and I, I'd imagine branches definitely need to be open for 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 an elderly population who might not necessarily be um uh has savvy with with digital and and do do you find that like the from a from a mortgage perspective do you find that this all works very well in 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 the, I know you're saying the feedback's been great but do you find that this will be a way moving forward this kind of this kind of online way or do you think it would transition back into into a kind of a mix of the two 
No, I definitely believe because it, the take-up has been so good and, and it is so smooth and efficient and quick. Um, it's really end-to-end -end digital, a lot of the SME stuff as well. Like you apply online, you can get like even personal loans up, up, up to 30,000, you know, can be done within three hours, even faster sometimes digitally, end-to-end, -end, no paperwork, no nothing. You apply, you put in all your information, it looks at your account transactions and it's in your account. It can be in within a few minutes in some cases, but we give the commitment that will be there within three hours. The, the feedback from customers, they just said, I can't believe this. I rang up and I look for a loan. It's 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 already there and in my account. And and I there definitely will be anyone that has used it, there'll be never a turn back. But we the branches will always be there you know for advice and if customers want to use the branch channel the branch channel is there as well sometimes even customers come in and we're, we're there with them and we just you know show them actually while we're sitting in with you in the room open up your phone there and we'll show you how it is quicker to actually apply for what you're looking for your loan so we do it while they're there and they could be just five minutes in the branch and they go, oh my God, that is amazing. And just the digital platforms is definitely the way it's going to go. More stuff is going to come on digital, but if people don't want to use it, they don't have to because the branch channel will always be there for them too. Well, it's nice to have that option. I mean, I'm what, I, I don't want to give away my age, but I I, it, I can't remember the last time I was in a bank. Um, I do everything online. That I mean, I got a car loan, it's the same thing, you know, within 50 seconds or something, the loan was there and I was like, happy days. And you feel like you've won the lottery and then you're like, no, no, I have to pay this back. Um, straight away, you're on Amazon. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to buy something. No, 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 no. It's not the real. Um, but Deirdre, from your perspective, then from a business side of it, especially with people being concerned and people being, uh, I, I suppose a lot of businesses are struggling at the moment. How have you found the the, the business side of it in terms of, of, of dealing with businesses and, and things like that? Yeah, well, I suppose last year, if we take sort of when when the pandemic initially hit, um, you know, we were extremely busy, obviously, offering the payment rate solution to our business customers and over 18,000 customers availed nationally availed of the, the payment rate solution, either the, the one the first one for three months or extending it further for the second three months. But it's great to see that so many businesses have been able to return to normal uh, terms and conditions of those loans and they're back on, on making repayments. But having said that, obviously, we do have businesses who are struggling. We have an awful lot of businesses still closed. And for those businesses, it's really important that they come and talk to us and that we, um, you know, make individual arrangements for those businesses to help them through this. And that's something we're doing and seeing you know, on a regular basis. But it is great to see that so many businesses have managed to um, return to repayments. And that, I suppose, links into the credit guarantee scheme, which I was talking about earlier. So so there are businesses out there who need support uh, with additional lending. Um, now, lending is not always a solution, but uh, in some cases, you know, bridging kind of working capital solution for the, the current time is, is a good solution for a business. And the credit guarantee scheme has been a really great uplift um, in terms of a very competitively priced product because it's backed by the government 80%. So again, we've gone the digital channel here and it's 99% uh, of customers are applying online. We've had over 5,000 applications processed for this uh, particular product in the last uh, four months. Um, and customers, again, have found the journey end to end very, very seamless and very clean. Um, in some cases, again, a very quick sanction. In other cases, a little bit more engagement with our team to get more information to allow us um, sanction and approve the facility. And again, we're using 
things like what we the DocuSign channel, which is basically again with people not being able to come into us and um, sending it out um, uh, remotely, and customers being able to you know sign and accept documents um, by email, etc. So so really, customers have really embraced this channel. Um, and we have really embraced the channel and that's where we see ourselves going as a bank um, as we move forward um, our whole end-to-end -end credit from a business perspective we really want to make it as um, electronic and digital and seamless for the customer as possible and really kind of simplify that journey and make it far more convenient as, as I say we, we, we've been forced to, uh, in some respects as, as a society to move to this um, unfortunately, more remote way of, of working. But again, it has its benefits. And I think people um, see those benefits and are definitely um, working well with those with those uh, initiatives. From a, I suppose, from a, from a more positive perspective, um, we're talking about businesses like Seeking Loans, Business in Trouble. Have you seen, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious be, uh, because I'm self-employed, have you seen businesses uh, people coming to you with, with with businesses that have arisen from the pandemic. If you know what I mean, like new business ideas that yes. have come as, as kind of is there is there like an influx of that type of of, of yeah. Of, of well, when, when I say businesses, uh, in fairness, um, the, the credit guarantee scheme is for businesses impacted by COVID. That's not necessarily that the businesses in difficulty because we've all had a reduction in, in not all businesses, but a lot of businesses have had a reduction in turnover, particularly during lockdowns, etc. But it doesn't mean the business is necessarily in difficulty. Um, but in, in the context of businesses investing for the future, we absolutely are seeing that um, through our channels where businesses are buying premises or um, adding to their premises to create additional storage for online uh, services that they're now doing. Um, so we've seen a, quite a big uplift there in actually property purchases or extension of properties to, to manage that diversification into new channels, particularly obviously the online channel. So. Yeah, I mean, there was a survey there yesterday, a Vodafone survey that um, said, you know, 67% of SME businesses are very positive about the future. Um, so that's that, that's really um, that's really good to see. And we definitely see that coming through in our channels in terms of, of customers wanting to invest in the business. Even things like, you know, transportation and logistics, obviously, um, in some cases, you know, the bus industry has been hard hit by, by lack of travel and schools being closed, et cetera. But other, uh, the logistics industry in terms of moving goods, um, the white van industry, all the, the additional couriers on the road, et cetera. So they're sort of new um, opportunities for people uh, to, to go into, a, a, you know, extend their business or go into a new business. And we're seeing um, a lot of activity in that space in terms of purchase of new, new equipment, new vans, new trucks, um, et cetera. Um, and that is all very positive, obviously, for the economy in terms of driving um forward oh i know it's just anecdotally i won't mention the business i know one business and i met them this time a year ago and they were they were like we won't make this we're closing down and then i met them two weeks ago and he was like no we actually expanded the business and we ended up opening up two more things because the type of industry they're in it, it, you know it's outdoors and stuff like that so this was this was kind of a godsend for them um in, in the end um which is interesting because you hear an awful lot about i hear an awful lot about businesses struggling but i imagine there's a lot of people out there who who are adapting a lot of people who are coming up with new ideas especially in this in the in this environment and um, yeah it, it's definitely bringing out the entrepreneur and people i mean people in ireland let's be honest have always been so so strong and adapting to change we've been through many recessions and people have come out the other side and i think that's the positivity obviously that we hope we hope we can maintain even in lockdown five 
because it, it is it is really um we're there to support and work with our customers and that's really genuine comment um we want to support as many customers as possible um through through the current pandemic but also looking to the future and new businesses starting up and we have new businesses starting up as you mentioned and we have been able to support those as well in terms of their proposition as to what they're lo they're looking to do and what market they're they're aiming for so it, it's great so you know it's great to see new business it's great to see new opportunities um and to support our existing customers as well Perfect. Sinead, a quick question for you, something I'm 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 unbelievably fascinated with because I, I get them all the time. Uh, I'm sure we're talking about entrepreneurs. We're talking about people who, who the pandemic has given rise to 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 to, to savvy people. I, 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 we spoke with this a little bit before we started recording, just in regards to 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 I think it was a survey recently. It was regards to an increase in 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 in, in fraudulent texts to customers for, for banking customers and things like that. And I, I'd imagine there's some nefarious people out there who are trying to take advantage of the confusion and the paranoia that goes on during this period of time. In terms of, of, of that, have you seen anything like that? Have you seen that reflected in the last couple of months in terms of people, you know, coming and saying or, or increasing people saying, hey, I'm getting strange texts from people. And yeah. Yes, I suppose always, even before the pandemic, but during the pandemic as well, we would definitely have customers coming in that are a little bit worried about a text that they actually would get. And I suppose they'd see it from looking at the television as well and hearing all, of, all about it. But um, like AIB would never send, send a text with a link to open it up. But what AIB have done through all their digital platform as well through the AIB internet banking, there's always a little note up in it, just as a reminder to customers not to press in a link, that we wouldn't press a link. Um, unfortunately, at times, customers do come in and they have opened a link and you see that money has moved on them. Um, and and we do try and, and retract it back from them, but they know they actually know themselves when they come in. Look at somebody came in. I was busy at the time. I just they rang me. They asked me to put in a number. I put in the number. I don't feel well about it now. And when they came in, look at unfortunately at times um, this has happened to them. But what I would say to people is, look at AIB will never ring. They'll never look for a link. They'll never ask you to key in a link. The only thing AIB does sometimes is through credit cards, they will ask you to maybe confirm if a transaction was a valid transaction or not. That was because sometimes they would be monitoring and they'd be worried that it wasn't a valid transaction, but that would just be a why. You would never go into a link, never ask for PIN numbers, never ask for anything. Um, and I would say like, you do sometimes see in, in, in branch banking, you'd see, unfortunately, there is accounts like Mule accounts where people would ask, you, you know, younger people, students or whatever, can they use their account to put money through and out? That is something that should never be done for, for any student accounts that are listening. Never let anyone use your account. An account is your account. Only you can use it. And don't be letting people put money in and out because in the end of the day, your account is going to be closing closed down and you won't be able to open up you know another account with an institution if if you allow people to kind of buy your account and use your account um we do we like we look after the vulnerable customers very very much and you do see you know the older community sometimes coming in and you just really have to protect them and aib has a whole vulnerable customer um, section to look after customers it's, it's on our website too www.aib.ie it's a super website which covers everything um, 
from all lending to bereavements to um, vulnerable customers. But yes, we do see a lot of it. And I just tell people, take care because neither AIB Bank of Ireland or any of the banks are going to send out links asking you to put in your PIN numbers or anything like that. Yeah, I think it was, if the study I read, it was something like 33% receive fraudulent messages, but only 2% click on it. But I mean, I, I noticed mm. even, even outside of banking, I noticed I get these, these, this new one comes to you that says, hey, listen, you, you, you've got a delivery and it won't deliver unless you, uh, you, you yeah. pay some fun. And I'd look at it and go, well, I have an order. I think that's a scam. And then my partner will look at it and go, oh my God. I was like, you haven't ordered anything in months. <laughs> Why would you have a delivery? But it's just funny that stuff exists. Dear, from your yeah. perspective, and I'm just really curious, from a business side of it, does that element exist as well? in terms of fraudulent stuff for businesses? Unfortunately, more in relation to payments. Again, people um, in, interpret, in intercepting emails and possibly changing payment details. But again, I suppose um, an awful lot of our business customers are very savvy around our digital um, platforms for making payments. So they don't do, you know, the, the same level of manual payments are not out there. And again, we would absolutely, um, you know, encourage them to be very vigilant around, you know, who they give access to their um, their payment platforms to, you know, in terms of who can sign off payments, et cetera, uh, to, to avoid that um, potential, you know, fraudulent activity. So, yes, look, in business, you always see some level of fraudulent activity, both within a business, unfortunately, and outside the business. But, but in the main, I think um, the platforms that we now utilize have really discouraged um, and and brought that level of, of fraudulent activity down to quite a, a small level. And um, yeah, so just so I suppose just out of curiosity, moving like moving forward for 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 both of you, and this is a question I have for both of you, just in regards to, I suppose. The move to online, banks have always been associated with community. They've always been associated with like the centers of community. Do you think that this transition to online, it's great, it's quick, it's fast, it's thing, but do you think you'll be able to, that banking will still maintain that idea of community or you think it's kind of gone, it'll be more of a kind of a global kind of or a national thing, if, if that makes sense? Because I would always associate banks as kind of the heart of the of the town or the village. And I know we're, it's, a, it's a larger town and village now and it's a digital one, but do you still think that you'll be able to maintain that, that level of community? Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll just take that first. Um, like I definitely see AIB heading to become um, a company that is more committed as well to sustainable and green conscious, a green conscious organization. Um, they will be, you know, offering even more financial services online to satisfy the needs and requirements of its customers. But at the same time, AIB will always have a strong branch presence because AIB always have been and always will be a community bank and it's always going to be fully in, embedded in the heart of the community. We just have whatever offering that the customer actually wants to choose. But absolutely, AIB have 200 branches. Um, we've kept every single one of those branches opened during the whole pandemic. Um, and it has been hard, um, you know, with the social distancing and, you know, the fear initially that would have come, you know, with with, with COVID and the pandemic and when we were uh, deemed uh, an essential service in the branch network. But um, I am so proud of all my staff and, and, and the staff in AIB that have just kept going because they want to serve whatever customer comes in the door. And I have to say in, in, in the pandemic one, um, the footfall was very, very low. But now <laughs> you wouldn't think sometimes that we were in level five. We have very high footfall in Dunleary branch, but we are there to serve whatever customer comes in the door. Um, 
on all channels that they want to take, but the branch network will definitely always be the heart of the community. Yeah, yeah, just to add to that, I suppose, like we call our branch network the community pillar. So in, oh, nice. in, in the name in itself is saying we're part of the community. And, and as, as Sinead referenced there, some of the actions we're taking around sustainability, like we recently partnered with uh, an independent organization called TASC in relation to people-powered climate action at a local level. So um, you'll be aware we're obviously a big sponsor of the GAA, which is the biggest community-based um, uh, club association in, in, in Ireland. And we've been, we've been linked to the GAA for, for many, many years. And again, that's part of our community um, activity, our community spirit. So, so very much um, at a business level, at a personal level, at a mortgage level, we will always be in the community through our branch network. But what we're trying to offer is choice. At the end of the day is saying to our customers, you have many channels to come and deal with us and you can use all channels um, at any time, essentially. So customers choose to, to use our digital platforms, but then they may also choose to come in uh, to have a personal appointment, say to do something like a mortgage um, because they want that personal uh, contact one-to-one uh, -one for that particular journey in their, in their financial um, and personal lives. So it's really all about choice. Um, and, and as I say, choice backed by the whole branch network and, and focus on the community. Perfect. Well, that's a, a real positive note. Um, I will. I, I will. We'll leave it there, guys, and I'll let you get back to uh, your incredibly uh, busy days. I'm sure. Um, I, I'm just out of curiosity. Are you both uh, working from home? Is it? I'm not. <laughs> I am work, I'm just at home doing this podcast. But no, I would be in the branch network every day. Okay. Um, yeah. I was just yeah. I saw the background. So I was just curious. Yes. Um, and from a business banking perspective, obviously, most of our customers um, would be could would be now dealing with us remotely. Um, having said that, we do have staff in all our, our business centers uh, on a rotor basis to ensure if customers want to come meet us in person that we are there. But I suppose, again, we're just trying to re respond to the government request to uh, allow as many people uh, work from home. And I suppose that was a big challenge for EB when we had 10,000 staff working <laughs> in our locations all around the country. We now have most of those staff enabled to work remotely um, with, with um, laptops, et cetera, provided uh, to allow them to do that. And I suppose that was a, that was a huge challenge for us to, to um, work, work with, help people work remotely. But it certainly has changed the face of banking, I'd say, forever in terms of how we work and in some very positive ways, just to finish on a very positive note, yeah. is to maintaining, maintaining obviously, our, our branch network and all our services um, in, a, in a very agile and, and remote way. Well, that was our chat with Sinead and Deirdre. If you want to find out more about AIB Dunleary, head over to www.aib.ie. You are listening to the Chamber Chats podcast from the Dunleary Ratdown Chamber. To find out more about the chamber itself, head over to www.dlrchamber.ie. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Rob Fitzhugh. You are listening to the Dunleary Ratdown Chamber Chats. Dunleary Ratdown Chamber, supporting commerce in the area for more than 70 years.